Fifty million voices mumbling from the streets, talking about the haters and who they will mistreat. Now folks are talking hard, hey, checking out the job. Despite the hate and lying leaders, we are still alive. I, 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 stand tall, stand tall, let me talk, let me talk, let me talk, oh, whoa, whoa, I, 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 stand tall, stand tall, let me talk, let me talk, let me talk, one warrior of compassion reflections, available every Thursday, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Locked Warrior Reflections Where we reflect reality back to you Good morning everyone, welcome to our show today Welcome to Warrior of Compassion Reflections On this program we are going to move on in our Warrior of Compassion training To study number 10 Study number 10. But first, as usual, we will open with a poem by Om Prakash Gilmore. And love poems to the beloved and you. The title of the poem, Let Me Live. Let me die into my mother's arms and spread myself like a cool fuchsia stream into the verdant ocean of love. I am a cool breeze carrying clouds through desert places, pouring down the love of the gods and goddesses, watering the fields, promising life to whomever I touch. The hope of an overwhelming love feels distant, but still the force of love and hope inside boils up like a spring, and I and you and we become one as we meld together in that sacred place in the darkness and warmth of the soul where mind body and spirit meet and we become one let me die daily into my mother's arms so i and i will live again Welcome to our show again. We are going to jump right into chapter number 10. In this chapter, we are moving from being a student to a teacher, and we hope that you are really taking these lessons to heart and doing all of the exercises. This is like a course on how to become the compassionate warrior for no cost whatsoever. This is given to you so that you too can be part of the Warrior of Compassion Guild and begin to work to make the world a better place. To make your mark in eternity as you, life after life, become able to control your thoughts, your minds, and your feelings and to begin to bring the power of love into this earth even as it is in heaven. So we begin with the introduction. The title of the study is A Teacher and Warrior of Compassion. Introduction. 
Another month has passed us by in our journey to the promised land. This journey, however, is not to end with the destruction of the inhabitants who are there already. It is more of a reunion with like-minded human beings. This land is to be attained through your openness and impeccability. It is won through your level of intelligence and understanding. It is won by your strength and also your flexibility. It is won because you, as a teacher and warrior of compassion, are willing to give as much of yourself and even more of yourself sometimes than you desire to receive from others. This whole concept may seem strange in a capitalist society. In this society we learn that hard work and struggle will bring us success. Being strong, aggressive, and self-motivated will lift us up above all of the ordinary people. This may be true in some cases, perhaps in only one. We can gain more material possessions by completely adopting this philosophy. Working hard, lying, cheating, stealing, and even killing can make one materially wealthy, but despite what the media moguls say, it also makes one morally bankrupt. Those who lie, cheat, and steal are thieves and murderers. Such people belong in prisons, not in positions of power. Regardless of what we are taught by the popular belief system, it is not all right to be that way. They are essentially dead on the inside, and they spread death and poison to the living organism that we call Earth. This can be seen when we look at all of the environmental degradation brought about by most of these people in search for more power and resources. It takes a great deal of energy and mental gymnastics to be a liar and a thief and to still try to pretend that one is a good person. Just think of the religions that were either invented or warped to the degree that they are foolishness now because the people who were thieves and murderers needed a place to go where they could still feel good about themselves. A lot of money, energy, and even murdering goes into the attempt to hold on to the illusion that one can do evil things constantly and still be good. Racism, sexism, ableism, murders, rapes, all kinds of crimes are committed in our society so that the hard-hearted can quell the voices of their victims and still consider themselves good. At the same time, however, a small voice still whispers, you know that what you're doing is evil. What does it profit for one to gain the world and lose his or her soul? The great prophet asked. And what can one give in exchange for a soul? No matter what we gain, we leave it all behind at the moment of death. In those last glinting moments of consciousness, when we look at all of the faces of our loved ones around us, what will we think? I lived a good life. I have given myself to the world and have left it in a better place than when I arrived. Or now all that I have stolen through trickery 
is going to be given away to people who are as bad as I am just to be wasted. I have been a fool all of my life and I am dying like a germ that has been living from raping the earth ever since I was born. In other words, I was in the battle of life and I lost my soul for greed's sake. Be strong and diligent. Be a warrior. Teach in word and in deed. Do not be too willing to lift yourself up or allow others to do so too quickly. Walk in strength and in purity. Be diligent. Dare to dream dreams and to work to make them come true by competing with yourself instead of others. This way, you remain kind-hearted and forgiving. When you fail, you know that you have given your best and you can forgive yourself. When you can forgive yourself for failures, you can also forgive others who fail. Be strong in the self. Gain self-knowledge. Gain self-knowledge and self-understanding and let it serve as the foundation of your understanding of reality. Use all of the energy that the foolish use to lift themselves up and to gain esteem from the outside of themselves. To strengthen yourself on the inside and to build character. Use that energy to comfort yourself in times of trouble. Allow life's bumps and scrapes to polish you like the polishing of a mirror so that your inner being, your inner light, will be a reflection of the outer light, the great spirit that prevails the universe. If you work diligently to decrease the negative within you, the negative thoughts about yourself and feelings about others and the world, and work diligently to increase the power, the positive, to increase the good thoughts, the positive outlook, the kindness, gentleness, strength, and courage that lies within yourself. You will be exalted, and you will be exalted not by your actions, but by your very way of being. A tree grows strong because it is in the nature of the tree to do so. In every seed is a small set of instructions that tell us and that tell the seed how to rearrange the earth, the soil, the minerals, the water, and the sunshine into a tree. The same seed exists in the heart of every woman and man who has ears to hear and the heart to understand. The Shaolin say, reducing the negative and increasing the positive, little by little, until there is no longer any more negative to reduce and any more positive to increase will lead you to the way of perfection. Be a warrior. Reclaim the positive. Let those who would be negative remain negative. It is not up to you to sow seeds of destruction, not even against those who are destroyers. Your task is to be a creator of life. As a warrior you sow the seeds of life and as a teacher you will water them. You have the power to lift up love, hope, courage, and the divine, and to tear down all of the falsity and illusion. Be free of hate and unforgiveness. They take away the strength that could be used in the maintenance of creation. 
and the creation of life. Hatred diminishes the vision. It attaches one's thoughts onto the object of one's hatred. Responding in kind when it comes to hatred makes one as horrible as the one that he or she hates. It makes one the perfect reflection of that person if one is not careful. As the old saying goes, be careful how you choose your enemy. One day you will be just like him or her. Let go of the anger and the pain from the past and enter into the fullness of the present. Welcome each day as a new birth. Be wary of those who may hurt you, but do not be afraid. Do not build psychic walls. Live Tomlin as you have been practicing in practical situations and moments. You can do this in the heat of the battle. There is no need not to be angry at antagonists to protect yourself. Be loving and kind to them and to yourself. I read that sentence wrong. I'll read it again. There is no need to be angry at antagonists to protect yourself. Be loving and kind to them and to yourself. If you truly love yourself and truly care for yourself, you will not let anyone take advantage of you. Love yourself and walk the right way, the way that leads to life. Be a follower of the way. Foolishness leads to destruction. First, the destruction starts within and then it manifests itself outward in your life just as wisdom starts within and then manifests itself outwardly. Be diligent at the cultivation of the self, not only in a dark closet or in a dark room alone, but also through your interactions with others, especially those who you don't like. For they are the ones who may have been born to do the polishing. Use meditation techniques, especially Tom Lin, in your everyday life. Don't only do it in your sitting room. Learn to do it in the moment, right there, in the midst of the conversation. You will then, like the saying in the Hebrew scripture, be like a tree planted by rivers of living water that bring forth its fruit in its season. February 15th of next year, we're going to go in another direction at John Gilmore's Next Step Coaching and Bodywork. We're going to move away from doing bodywork and focus more on our life coaching sessions. Some of them will have bodywork involved, the deluxe face-to-face -face ones. The others will be done over Skype or by phone, but you will get the same quality of conversation and very good results from doing it that way and so we hope you will abide with us and consider life coaching with all of us and if you have a group on that has expired we suggest that you use the value of that group on in order to get a discount on our introductory life coaching sessions
Thank you for patronizing us. Thank you for being with us at this radio show. And thank you for helping us to make this enlightening radio show possible for each and every one who has the opportunity to hear it. And now, back to the show. FYC for your consideration. The title of this little note for your consideration is Stopping the Hate. I met a guy in Oakland, California who quickly became a friend. He was a very interesting and intelligent person. He told me that he had not completed his formal education. He had been a street person in Washington, D.C. Everything that he knew about the world had come from experiencing it himself, reading and speaking to people while on the street. One day he said there was a big Klan rally in Washington. After it was over, he got a chance to speak to the Grand Dragon. He said that he explained his plight and the plight of all black people in this country and asked him, how can you hate me for not doing anything? The man thought deeply and could not meet his eyes. He looked down, shook his head, exhaled with a sigh, looked up and said, it's easier. He said, it's easier. He was telling the truth. It is easier to hate than it is to love. It's easier to blame all of one's troubles on another person or another group of people. It is easier to not accept one's own failings. It is easier to work, to be mediocre and get things and not work to become the best that one can be. As the old Bible reference says, why is the road that leads to destruction? Narrow is the road that leads to life. Hate is one of the strongest forms of destruction. It destroys not only the self, but also the society. When we come into this world, we are full of wonder and full of surprise. As children, we struggle to learn how to coordinate and control these bodies. We struggle to learn how to speak so that we can both make ourselves known and come to know others. It is as if there is a part of the self, a divine, wonderful spark at the center of our hearts that seeks out experiences. It is like a small, sacred flame that reaches out to everything. It is a consuming flame that takes in all of the joy and splendor and all of the suffering and pain and transforms it. It purifies it and brings forth light where there was darkness and understanding where there was ignorance. It makes the ugly and the brutal into the beautiful. This is the power of the human being. But the flame seems delicate sometimes. We hold our hands around it to protect it from the strong winds of adversity for fear that it might wane or go out at times. As time passes, we begin to put walls up around the flame. If we get hurt over and over again, it is a wall that is usually called hate. 
the wall called hate separates us from any possibility of pain because we have cut the danger off completely. We have cut the person who would cause us pain or the group or even the ideas that would cause us pain off. We have also cut off any possibility we have for growth. We have cut off the ability for the flame to grow larger and larger and for it to experience more and more of the world, for it to become stronger so that we can become a beacon in a fearful world, so that we can show the beauty that exists at the center of our beings, so that we can remind everyone that there is beauty, there is possibility to reach out and reach within and touch the divine in our daily lives to remind them that we human beings can create beauty and kindness wherever we are. Sometimes it is difficult to not hate. How can we stand up against those who are angry and those who would destroy us without becoming like them? How can we do the same thing as those who hate do without becoming hateful ourselves? How can we live the life that we believe is not only possible but desirable in a world where it most often doesn't work. Can we really believe in justice, equity, and compassion and all of our other principles and live them out in a world like ours? Yes, we can. The first way we can begin to stop the hate and its effects without becoming hateful is by setting boundaries and limitations for ourselves. We can adopt a code of behavior for ourselves. We can observe our beliefs, envision what we want the world to be, and then live a life in accordance with those values. I am not speaking of a code prescribed by someone else or following any type of dogmas. I am talking about looking into one's own heart and following one's own code, living one's life as if he or she is living in the world that he or she desires the most. This is quite difficult, but much of life is difficult. As we learn often the things that are often of greater worth are the most difficult to attain in order to stand up for oneself, in order to not become like the oppressor in a world full of hate, it is necessary to set up a standard of behavior that leaves no room for hate. The second way to deal with the hatred is to learn to turn the other cheek. Now some may say, turn the other cheek and get your teeth knocked out on both sides of your mouth well, that is not what I'm talking about. Often we hear the words turn the other cheek. They are taken out of context. They are used by oppressors usually to teach the masses not to rise up against them. The saying was actually radical and subversive in its day and is still now when you know the meaning behind it. During the time period, there were certain behavioral codes prescribed for the honorable person. One could not beat a servant, a slave, or a woman, which is very interesting, with anything that would harm them. They were only allowed to hit them with 
the back of the hand. One could never hit anyone with the left hand because that was reserved for personal hygiene. It was necessary, therefore, to use the back of one's right hand and to slap the person on the right cheek. The code said that one used the palm of the hand to slap a son, brother, or an equal. One could not strike a slave or a woman with the palm of the hand on the left side if he or she turned the other cheek or that would be admitting that the person was not lowly or worthless but was an equal like a son if one got angry enough to lose his temper and to strike the person he would have shown that he was striking an equal even if he began to do so and put his hand back down it showed that the other person wasn't equal. That is what the message is about. It was also supposed to apply to something larger than physical hitting. It was a way of showing someone who had power over you that you were not just going along with the program but were resisting. You were standing up for yourself as a human being and breaking through the charades of human hierarchy by saying I am a human being and I am a force to be dealt with. I have dignity and worth and I intend to stand up for it. One may experience turning the other cheek sometimes in his or her life at work. Imagine a boss or someone higher on the pecking order just coming in shouting and telling you off. Maybe saying how lousy your work has been. Turning the other cheek would be a response like well I can appreciate the fact that I made a couple of mistakes here and there. And it's your job to inform me of that, but I would appreciate it much more. You would just point out my mistakes and help me to learn how to do it better instead of just making me feel bad about it and embarrassing me. How would the person respond? The other cheek has returned. You have stood up for yourself and your worth and dignity without responding hate for hate. The person either has to acknowledge you as an equal, soften, show you how to do it and respect you even more for speaking up for yourself, or to go beyond any sensible code of behavior and just go off like an idiot. When that happens, you can turn the other cheek again. I didn't realize that I was being offensive to you. I was just being honest with you, telling you how I felt. If the person begins to act crazy, and continues send out resumes because nobody wants to have to work for a person like that anyway. The object of this encounter in any event is to maintain one's sense of worth and dignity so that one does not become depressed, angry, resentful, or hateful. One can stand up for oneself by learning to turn the other cheek. The third way is by being responsible for one's own behavior only. It is by letting go. There is a saying that says you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I don't know about a horse. But I did try to take a cat to water when I was a child. I couldn't make it drink. I tried to push his head down a couple of times and he resisted. 
when I got it down far enough. He still didn't drink. I began to holler at him. He just thought that I was a fool. He tried to run away. I couldn't make him drink. The same can be said about friends and loved ones, siblings, partners, and spouses. You can give them all of the best reasons for doing the right things. You can give them money, fill out college applications, get them job interviews, everything in the world. But if they are not willing to follow your word of wisdom or even take care of themselves, there is nothing that you can do. When this happens, it is difficult. One often cares so much about that other person that he or she feels the pain. When one sees a loved one or a friend running towards a cliff, the identification with that person makes one suffer and actually feel the pain, him or herself. Most often one cuts the person off as the only way to protect his or herself. The best way to cut someone off or to remove one from one's life is by hating them. Hate separates one from who or what one perceives as a problem. The problem, however, is not the person. The problem is over-attachment to that person's behavior. It is an over-attachment that comes from taking responsibility for that person's life. It is more important and more healthy to let that person go by taking responsibility not for that person's life, but only for one's own life. That is what the concept of non-attachment and agape is. It is about loving a person unconditionally and learning to let him or her live his or her life without expectation. Letting go, yes, but also caring for the person aside from his or her behavior. This is the third way to deal with hate without allowing it to destroy us. We should be responsible for our own behavior only. These are three ways that we can stand against those who would hate or overpower us with hatred and not become haters ourselves. They are also ways in which we can actually live out our beliefs in a world where they are not always acceptable. It is sometimes difficult to align one's life with one's stated beliefs and to live one's life in a world as the world should be instead of as it is in some places. It is not easy, but this is what having a victorious life is really all about. When we live a life of love and beauty in the midst of hatred and anger, our light shines brighter and we exemplify beauty. We become a channel of love, of God, of Goddess, of reason, of the Logos, the Divine, of the Spirit of life here on earth. Where nature can be so cruel, we become connected again and we no longer feel as though we have been deserted in dangerous places. We don't feel as though we have been filled with ideas of love and beauty and justice and then just deserted in a dangerous world. This is our dream, the great dream of love, justice, and peace that Earth, Wind, and Fire spoke of as a redeeming love. You can never give up on your dreams. We can never give up on our dreams. We can never give up on the dreams of love. We can never give up on our dreams of hope, love, connection to that higher being, 
the connection to the earth, to the stars, to the universe, to which we call the embodiment of love by many names that have been supplied to us throughout the ages. Let us never give up on our dreams as we weave new patterns of life, as we weave new ways of being, as we weave a beautiful living tapestry of not what earth has been or what it can be, but what it is when we take the time to reach out to a dying world and when we take the time to let our lights shine in the darkest times so that people will know a world of love, of justice, of compassion and beauty is possible, not in the future, my friends, but right now. The book we are featuring this week is called On Being Love's Warrior, a warrior's manual on becoming the compassionate warrior within. And as promised, we will be dedicating some of our radio shows to how to become this compassionate warrior within by doing some commentary and then reading a few pieces from this book so that you can help create a better world and so that you can reclaim the best parts of yourself the lovely, the beautiful, the divine and the creative self that lies at the center of your being now we come to the final concluding part of this study TME this month's exercise do the same 20 minute meditation that you did last month except change the question that you asked yourself this time lie on your back again with your right hand on your chest right on your heart bend the other arm rest the elbow on the floor so that the arm will fall if you begin to drift off to sleep focus your eyes on some spot on the ceiling and then relax your focus for about five minutes just lie there and relax breathe deeply in filling the upper body to capacity slowly then exhale slowly inhale by filling the area of your stomach below your navel with air and then the area from the navel to the lower chest with air and then the chest through the throat and the mask behind the face with air exhale beginning with the upper section then the middle section then empty the section below the navel continue to do this purposely until you relax and the body begins to do it naturally for this is the natural way that we breathe expressly when we are laying flat on our backs and we are relaxed. As you really begin to relax, speak to your subconscious mind. Address your subconscious mind purposely, expecting it to hear and respond. Say something like, use your own words, slowly show me the unresolved hatred in my life who do I absolutely hate sit there and let your mind drift 
Let the images appear. Allow yourself to see, feel, or hear the situations that took place in your lifetime that created the hatred. Allow yourself to experience it again as though you are standing in front of a movie screen and just watching it happen. This is an experience that you have never resolved. Look at the image, accept it, acknowledge it to yourself, and say, I am willing to let it go. Realize that it has no substance now, it is not real, it is merely a memory of a thing that happened long ago. It is there to protect you from that person or any future pain. It is there to cover the sadness of betrayal that you felt when that person did something to you. Let your breath carry out the hate as you exhale. Let your breath carry in the light as you inhale. Visualize a small ball of white light appearing at the center of the image and with your breath as you add white light see that ball expanding until there is nothing but bright clear light send out kindness towards that individual and say a brief prayer continue the same process for a full 20 minutes allowing many images to arise one by one write them down if you would like so that you can remember them and look for a pattern at the end of 21 days burn the paper to signify your willingness to let go of the hatred and to release it into the universe if there is still residual hatred left over use the images and the feelings that are still very strong during your tongue then sessions if you do tongue then for long periods of time you may also get rid of any residual emotionally charged moments of anger or fear from the last two sessions. Do this 20 minute exercise every other day at least. Do it 21 times. Continue with the other meditation on the days when you are not doing this healing meditation. The more you do the better. Continue with the Tai Chi Chi Gong or some other form of aerobic exercise set your own schedule be consistent constancy is more important than vigor the battle goes not to the strong or to the swift but the one who endures to the end through the healing and strengthening of ourselves and the sharing of the sacred jewel at the center of our hearts we recreate our immediate environments and ultimately the world Continue to move forward in the strength and courage, warrior and teacher, never forgetting along the path to celebrate and to drink in the joy of the universe and the joy of family and close friends. Joy is all that keeps us alive. You are the essence of what many people call God. Walk in strength and joy of the creation and creator and you will be blessed as well as a blessing so next month we will start again with study number 11 as we enter into the problemless land of the greatness of our being
thank you for being with us. We hope that you have been following along, doing the exercises that go along with these readings. If you have, you will find that your life is changing and you are becoming a very powerful person. You may not have a lot of time or a lot of money, but the divine God, Goddess, Christos, whatever you may refer to this ultimate power of loving the universe as, right here and now, is giving you the opportunity to become a sacred warrior of compassion and love right here on this radio station for no cost except the willingness to follow through with the lessons and with the exercises. Namaste everyone. It is good to be with you fellow warriors of compassion. 50 million voices mumbling from the streets Talking about the haters and who they will mistreat Now folks are talking hardy, checking out the job Despite the hate and lying leaders, we are still alive I, 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 stand tall, stand tall Let me talk, let me talk, let me talk Whoa, whoa, whoa I, 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 stand tall, stand tall Let me talk, let me talk, let me talk One Warrior of Compassion Reflections Available every Thursday, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Locked Warrior Reflections, where we reflect reality back to you.